הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שלוחנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קידות שמה שבארץ המה. הוא יבחר לרבנו הקדוש, צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו ומקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן מפגה. נענך נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם תראה בסדר ניו תורה. A very unique Torah, Torah that we're going to hear something, some things that we've never heard before, or things that are very unfamiliar, but very, very important for today. Because Rabbeinu, in his Torah, he speaks a lot about this concept, this idea of people who are sheker, people who take authority, who aren't real, who aren't, who aren't emet, who aren't genuine, who aren't honest. People who are trying to, on the outside, it seems that they're trying to bring you close to Hashem, but to really be emet. They are not trying to do that. It's all for their own ulterior motives, their benefits, etc., etc. So this is going to be a Torah theme through that concept. And Rabbanu is going to go into it very deep. But Bezrat uh, Hashem, we're going to study this Torah. Torah Chavchet, Torah 28. Directly from the language of Rabbanu. Benilan beta ba'avira de'anma. So the, the sages of Athens asked Rabbi Yoshua, Build us a house in the sky. Amar Shem. Rabbi Yoshua said a holy name. In the name of Hashem, Kam betara ben and Rabbi Yoshua literally got raised up and stood suspended between the heaven and the earth. Amar leho, um, he said to them, Bring me bricks and cement from over there. Amaru and they asked, they said to him, Can anyone get up there where you're standing right now? And he responded, Is there anyone who can build a house between the heaven and the earth? So he res- they ask him a question, how are we going to bring the cement and the bricks up there? And he responds to them with the question, how is it, to- it possible to build anything with bricks and, uh, and uh, stones while I'm suspended in the air? It's impossible to build something in the air. So, see what this, li- this, this Gemara really means, but before that we need all these Hakdamot, which Rabbeinu is going to get into right now. So this is a, a tremendous chidush, something very new. Those people who are opposers, what do they mean to be an opposer? Those who disgrace, they embarrass and they vilify, those who fear God. The reason why these mitnagdim, they disgrace those people who fear Hashem Behemet, genuinely, is because they receive their Torah from the Torah scholars who are Shedin Yehudain, Jewish demons. There's something Rabbeinu is going to call a Tamid Chacham Shed Yehudi, a Jewish demon Torah scholar. A Tamid Chacham who's a Jewish demon, literally. And this idea is brought down in... Um, I believe in the Zohar, in Pinchas, Resh, uh, 253, Amud Aleph, this idea. But nonetheless, let's, uh, let's hop into it. Because these Jewish demon Torah scholars, where did they receive the Torah? From the Shedin, the demons. Literally the demons that we, that we know of, that Hashem created between Ben Hashemashot, between dusk on Friday evening, um, during the six days of creation, this is where the demons come from. Those, those creatures which were um, halfway between human and half and weren't completely finished, those are the Shedin that we're talking about. So these are where the Jewish uh, Torah scholars, these uh, Jewish demon Torah scholars receive the Torah from, from these Shedin. And where do these Shedin receive the Torah from? They receive a fallen Torah, not a, not a complete Torah, not a Torah that is emet, but a fallen Torah, almost like an evil Torah. 
from the fallen Alephs. What this means is the fallen Alephs, when we see in the, in the first words of the Torah, Bereshit bara lokim et, each one of those words, the first four words of the Torah, have an Aleph in there. Bereshit has an Aleph, bara, um, Elohim has an Aleph, and Et also has an Aleph. These are the four Alephs through which the Torah was created. Those are the four holy Alephs, but there's also the four fallen Alephs of the Kipot, of the evil forces of the Shadin. Uvalfin eluk Shlomo, and with regard to these Alephs, Shlomo writes about them. And he spoke 3,000 proverbs. He spoke, Shlomo spoke 3,000 proverbs. And this song was 5 and Aleph. What did that mean? So let's see what Rabbeinu means by this. Because we see the aspect of we have one Aleph right there, which is 1,000, and then which is the 3,000. So we have this idea of Aleph and that's 3,000 plus 1 equals 4,000. Those are four Alephs. Because Shlomo mirrored these four Alephs within holiness. But these Jewish demon Torah scholars, they received their, these four uh, Alephs by means of the Klipot. Through an evil fashion. These are why this is why it's called the fallen Torah or the four fallen Alephs, because they receive it from the aspect of holiness, but they use it in a crooked manner. It's a they don't receive it from holiness, they use it via um evil um evil aspects. And this is why all their speech, all their words, meaning the words of the of the Tamidei Chachamim Shedin Yehudain, these Jewish demon Torah scholars, which on the outside seem as if they're holy, but Be'emet, they are not at all. Through their speech, whenever they speak these people, it's by means of allegory, umlitzar, rhetoric, ut'amim nifla'im, and profound logic. Ki elu alfin hanal, because the root of which they receive the Torah from these four Alephs, which come from holiness initially, but they use it via evil. So yes, of course it's going to use mashal and all these these this awesome language because the fourth holy Alephs come through by the Bershoshit Alafim Mashal. He spoke 3,000 proverbs, Mashal, and parable, meaning it has awesome language in it. But they use it for bad. But about these Tamide Chachamim, these scholars who are not very holy, it speaks about them. Is it not enough for you to have to. Is it not enough for you to weary people? That you would also worry God. That you would also worry God. This idea that it's not enough that you that you tire out men, but you also tire out Hashem, in a sense. What did this mean when it says this? So this is what it's speaking about in Yeshaya, those people who worry God in a sense. As if we can say that. And they, they tire out people. Because what is Rabbeinu saying? They exhaust people. That come to listen to their expositions of Torah. And their explanations. And people are mistakenly thinking. That they can become better through their words. Through the words of these who are evil. Meaning they think they can come to know how to serve God. Through their speeches, etc., etc. But these people, they actually don't attain any sort of betterment through their words. 
Kimibisha Lahavetava. Because what do, what do we know? From the Torah of these Tamidei Chachamim, Shedin Yodain, from these Jewish scholars, from these uh, Jewish demon Torah scholars, they don't have the strength to lead these people on a good path. Because what does it say? What do we say? Kimibisha from the bad. And we know from this in Gemara Barachot, and Bereshit Rabbah also, the Gemara and Shabbat also, this idea that what? Kimibisha lahavetava, from the bad there is no good. You cannot derive the good from the bad. Below, and furthermore, Kital Ugam Lokim, they also weary out God in a sense. What does that mean? They tire out Hashem. It's as if they tire out Hashem from helping those who serve Him. What does that mean? <laughs> Meaning even those who serve Hashem, Hashem is tired out from helping them. Just by seeing these people, etc., etc. And by, uh, by these people are trying to bring people further away. Hashem is tired from helping those people who are misled even by this time Chacham Shed Yudi. Hashem is tired out from, is almost as if to say, not that we can say that Hashem gets tired, but it's, you put, make, make God do more effort as if to say, to bring these people back, etc., etc. Nimtza, we find, we find that these people who listen to this Tamit Chacham Shediodi, they can fall into great atheism, God forbid. And they think, God forbid, he does not see and he does not understand meaning they mistakenly end up falling into this idea that God does not understand or does not see the actions of people meaning they didn't pay attention and this is why these and those who God forbid fall into that category and fall mistakenly into thinking that these people are good they end up not honoring those who fear God, Be'emet, genuinely fear God. And not only that, they actually end up embarrassing and shaming those people who fear Hashem. And this is why embarrassment is called what? Avodat Alim, idol worship. It says, What does that mean? They consecrate themselves to shame. What does that mean? Because this busha, this embarrassment and this vilification that we're talking about here, this embarrassing that takes place, that they embarrass these true tamidei chachamim, these true people who fear God, that stems from all this atheism. This is why the idea of Nazaru, they consecrated, consecrated themselves, meaning as in, as, a, as in idol worship in a sense. This is where it stems from, this, this kfira, this atheism, um, then leads to this embarrassment, etc., etc. So when a person, a person who fears God, he endures this embarrassment and this this shame that takes place from these kfirot, from these people who, from these kofrim, from these people who deny God. What's the advice? Etc. What did it say? David writes, I'm a worm and not a man. 
vilified of men, embarrassed by men, and disgraced among the nations. Meaning what? Meaning he endures all the shame and this embarrassment. The person who endures all the shame and embarrassment. What's, what's the way to, to defeat this? Meaning to get into the aspect of tola. Worm. Through the aspect of this concept of the worm, one is able to defeat his enemies. Because the worm represents faith. Those who were reared or brought up upon scarlet or this this purple this this royalty but this is what Rabban was playing on Tola the aspect of the worm which is this and it's translated as scarlet is the aspect of those who were who were brought up who were raised upon Tola this aspect of what's Tola the worm is which is the aspect of faith Meaning faith and Tola are one inyan. They're directly connected. So Tola, the worm, is the aspect of faith. And this represents Avraham. Why? Because Avraham, he represents the first of all the faithful. He was the first one to find faith. As it says in Bereshit, It says about him, the first one in the Torah, he had faith in Hashem. And with regard to Avraham, who represents faith that we just proved we see that he breaks and he nullifies all this idol worship and all this atheism and all this shame that endures because of what? this atheism as we saw earlier and he's able to overpower these atheists his right hand saves with what does that mean? Because Avraham represents chesed, kindness, bechinat emuna, which is faith. This is all the aspect of the right hand, by the way. Bechinat, that says, in the aspect of what it says, vechazdi lo afir velo ashaker beemunati. What did that mean? Vechazdi lo afir. I won't remove my chesed, my kindness. Velo ashaker beemunati, and I won't be false to my emuna. Meaning, we see here this idea that chesed and emunah are connected. So we see here that Avraham, who represents emunah, is also this aspect of chesed. By amin hazot, meaning this right side that we're talking about here, which is chesed, Avraham, emunah, all in the same category. This will overcome his enemies. Meaning, through Avraham's chesed, which is his faith. This is what it means, bigvurot Meaning, Avraham saves through the gvurot. his right hand, which saves, is bigvurot. He saved through what? Gvura. His right hand saves. Meaning even though it's his right hand that's saving, it's all through the aspect of Gvura's strength. So we see here that Avraham, who's Yeshayimino, this, right, this saving right hand, who represents Chesed and Munah, is able to overcome, which is Gvura. Which means to overcome the Kfira, the faith, the, the, the atheism, the denial of God, the Avodah Zahar that we're talking about. Because this because it's made bifrinat in the aspect of what anshe chayil metulaim, anshe chayil, the men of the warriors, the the men of anshe chayil, the warriors metulaim are dressed in tulaim and scarlet, meaning this this idea of this anshe chayil which represents this gvura is metulaim is brought through this idea of tola, which is this worm, meaning this aspect of emuna. 
through emuna, one is able to create an anshe chayil, this aspect of a warrior which is able to overcome enemies, obviously. Through this chesed that we're talking about of Avraham Avinu, which is what? This emuna. What does one do? He's able to re- rectify all these fallen alephs that we're talking about. It says, He makes chesed, or he does chesed, he acts with kindness to the thousands of generations, etc., etc. This is, this is part of the 13 Midot HaChamim. But this awesome idea that this is what we're talking about. The chesed la'alafim, meaning what's alafim to the thousands of generations? To the alephs that we're talking about. The Alephs that through which the Tamidei Chachamim Shadin Ordain received their, their koach from. Here through Chesed, which is the aspect of Avaham, which is the aspect of Emuna, Tola, the worm, one is able to destroy the aspect of um, the koach of these um, Jewish demons. Chesed, but to come to this Chesed that we're talking about, it's only possible to come to this Chesed through what? Whenever a person brings in Tamidei Chachamim, Tzadikim, true Tzadikim and Tamidei Chachamim, meaning they're the same idea. Meaning what? They're not only Tamidei Chachamim, they're not Torah scholars, but they have to be Tzadikim. Because we just learned earlier that they're Torah scholars, but what? They're, they're, they're Jewish demon Torah scholars. So you have to make sure that they're Tzadikim. And you bring the Tzadikim into your house. This is how you bring Chesed. Because one who brings guests that are Tamidech, Jewish scholars, true Jewish scholars in his house, and the Tzadikim, it says if he brought the Korban Tamid, the daily sacrifice that one brought every day, one in the day, one in the afternoon. As we know in the Bet Amidash, we read this every day. A holy man passes by us regularly, Tamid. What's Tamid? It's obviously a reference to the Koban Tamid. And Ish Kadosh is this holy man, this Tamid Chachamim, meaning the Tamid Chacham, who's Overalanu, who passes by us, meaning who stays with us, is Tamid. It's considered as if he's a Tamid, a Koban Tamid. And with this service that a person serves the Tamid Chachamim when they come to his house, that he stands by them and he serves them, he merits this kindness that we're talking about here, this kindness that is able to overcome this Kfira. Anyone who prevents his student from serving, serving him, meaning any tzaddik who prevents his student from serving him, it's as if he prevents him from chesed. Meaning the aspect of serving tamid chacham is the aspect of chesed. And this is why the korban tamid, the daily offering that we're talking about here, which is the aspect of bringing tamid chachamim amitim, true Torah scholars within your house. This offering that was brought twice a day. What was the offering, the animal offering? The, it was a, from a lamb. It was a lamb that was brought as a korban tamid. Why? Because it's through the keves, the lamb, that the alfin, the, the alephs that we're talking about, through which the tamidei chachamim shedinu odayin, these Jewish demon Torah scholars, received their, um, meaning it's through the lamb that is able to repair these alephs, through which these Jewish, Jewish demons take their koach from. I am like like a domesticated lamb. What's cheves? Lamb? Aluf is what? From the word aleph. Meaning the keves is what repairs the aluf, which is the aleph. This is the aspect of the keves. Look how Rabbeinu plays with Sukim. It's really an awesome sight to see. 
It's an awesome thing to experience. Shekavush tachat yad rabo What's keves? From the word shekavush, it's suppressed. Tachat yad rabo Meaning what the aleph aluf or the keves shekavush. Meaning he's what shekavush. He's suppressed tachat yad rabo under the hand of his master. Umshamesh otam and he serves them. This is what the keves means. Shekavush meaning he's he's lowering himself before the tamid chacham and he's serving the bezeh and this is what it says. This is the idea of what it says. Or Rabbanu is going to bring this Kiddush. Tamid. What's Tamid? That offering that we're talking about. Tamid, the constant offering. Tamid, if you take the word Tamid, Taf, Mem, Dalid. No you there. Gimatria, Dalid, Alfin. How do we know this? Because Tamid, Taf, Mem, Dalid. Gimatria, 444. You don't need the Yud because you have the Nekudav, the Chirik under the Mem. You don't need a yud there. And what is Rabbeinu saying? This awesome chidush. Take al aleph, the word aleph. Spell it out. Aleph lamed pe. You get 111 times four. For the four alephs that the koach of the tamid chachamim, of these that these Jewish scholar, these Jewish demons receive their koach from these four alephs, you get four times 111, which is aleph aleph lamed pe. You have pe, which is 80. Lamed 30. That's 110. And then aleph is 111 times four. For the four of them, you get 444, the same numerical value as Tamid. Because what is Rabbeinu saying? The Tamid, the Korban Tamid, is what rectifies these four Alephs. The one who quarrels, the Mi Medanim, the Misiach, the Misiach, the one who, who says senseless words. What does that mean? Or lemi medanim lemisiach, the one who quarrels with senseless, senseless words, with words that don't really have much sense. Hanu al yedesiach, meaning what? What's the aspect? Siach that we saw there. Al yedechacham shediodi. Hanu al yedesiach, al yedechacham shediodi. Al yado medanim, al yado bahit nagdut. This is what Rabban was explaining. Meaning lemi medanim lemisiach. This is what Rabban was meaning by that phrase in Mishle. Meaning through the siach, the conversations, the senseless conversations, or the the teachings of the Chacham Shediyodi, of the wise person who's a Jewish demon, actually, through the conversation of this Talmid Chacham Shediyodi, what happens, what results from this? Medanim, quarrels, arguments, meaning what? Through these people come opposition to those who we saw, through these people, they lead other people to argue against the Talmid Chacham, the true Talmid Chacham, and they themselves argue against the true Tamid Chachamim. There's opposition. And this is what the sages of Athens said. Now Rabbanu is going to explain the story. The sages of Athens asked build us a house in the sky. What does that mean, build us a house in the sky? This is what Rabbanu is explaining. Because those people who want to structure their service, La Aroch, Structure their service through the Torah that they listen to from these Jewish um, demon Torah scholars, those people who want to serve Hashem through the through the lessons of these Jewish demons. But the truth is, they don't even have what to rely on because their Torah of these Jewish demons is not a met at all. 
It says if they want to build a house in the sky, meaning those people who want to structure their service around these tamidei chachamim shedin rodayin. It says if they want to build a house in the sky, because these Jewish demon Torah scholars they float in the air, as we know about shedin, that these shedim they float in the air. They have nothing to rely on. Just like those demons which flow in the sky, which fly in the sky, as we know. What happened? So that's the first explanation of what the phrase of the, the Gemara brought. But what did Rabbi Yeshua answer to them? Well, what did he do? He, he said a holy name. He literally was suspended between the heaven and the earth. What did that mean? Meaning the true Talmud Chacham, the one who is not a Jewish demon, God forbid, he stands between the heaven and the earth. Just like the shed stands between the heaven and the earth, on the opposite side of holiness, the Talmud Chacham stands between the heaven and the earth. Meaning as it as it's brought down in Tagum Unkelus, on that verse, in um, for everything is in the heaven and the earth, as it brought down in Divrayamim Aleph, chapter 29. Verse 11, over there, what does Unkelus say on that verse? That what? That he joins together the heaven and the earth, meaning what? That Sadiq is able to join these two concepts together. He stands in between. He's like the bridge between the heaven and the earth. And what did he say? Bring me stones and mortar and uh, from over there. What's Tina? Tina, which means mortar, as we saw in the Gemara, is actually a different word. Tina means what? A grievance. For a grievance has entered the hearts of those people. And makes their hearts, hearts of stone. And when this true Tamid Chacham, he sees their bad thoughts, meaning these thoughts of these Tamid Chachamim Shadin these Jewish demons who have hearts of stone, who, whose hearts aren't be'emet, whose hearts aren't true, they have ulterior motives. He's telling them that they, he should take out their grievances from their hearts. That he should take out the, that they should take out the grievance from their heart of stone. That they should not commit this heresy against God. For this grievance, and this heart of stone comes from there. Meaning what? From those fallen alephs that we talked about. The reason why these, these Jewish demon Torah scholars have hearts of stone and have grievances within their heart is because of what? They received their koach from the four fallen alephs, which is where the heart of stone is sourced from. What is, what the, idea, what is the gematria of hatam? Now Rabban is going to explain this awesome chidush. Shehem gematria hatam, the four alephs, is the, has the same numerical value as hatam, which means over there. As we saw in the Gemara, bring me livne um, vetina mehatam. Bring me stones and tina and mortar from over there. What's livne? From the lev we're talking about. What is the stones? The hearts of stone, lev and livne, um, with the idea that these rocks, these stones. Bring me these stones, meaning this heart of stone vetina and this grievance which exists in, in the heart of these tamidi chachamim shadini udayin. So what do they mean? Shehem gematria hatam. This is the gematria of Hatam in the Gemara, as we saw, over there. What's the gematria of over there? So we see Hatam, He, Taf, Mem is 445. And what did we say is 444 earlier? It's the four Alephs. Aleph, which is 111, 
times 4, it's 444, plus the word itself, which is Aleph itself, which is 445, same numerical value as Hatam. As we just explained, 4 times 111 is 444, plus the word Aleph itself, which is 445, same numerical value as the word Hatam. Meaning, the, st the hearts of stone and the grievances which exist in the heart, which exists within these Jewish demons, comes from over there. Meaning, what's over there? The four fallen alephs. Amaru, they asked. They asked Rabbi Yeshua. Is it possible to go over there between the heavens and the sky, between the heavens and the earth? Meaning, they were asking, who's able to ascend or to elevate these four fallen alephs? And he responds to them, Who is able to build a house between the heaven and the earth? What was he answering? Meaning one who builds his house through the Tamid Chacham Amiti, through the true, true Torah scholars. Because it's them, these people who build their houses, who, who instill their houses with the faith of the true Tamid Chachamim, they have something to rely on. For the true Torah scholars are the foundation of everything. And one whose house is a meeting place for these scholars. One who builds his house in the aspect of what it says, what we saw earlier. A holy man passes among us constantly. Meaning, one who makes his house a place for Tamide Chachamim to come reside in. What did it say, Merachim? Let us make a partitioned loft, partitioned wall. What does that mean? It's these people who are able to lift up these four alifs. Aliyat, this elevation of the wall that we're talking about, or this loft. This is what it's. Now Rabban is going to do awesome stuff again. This play on words. Alif bet gimel. If you take the, the value, if you spell out the word Aleph, if you spell out the word Bet and you spell out the word Gimel, uh, and Dalet also, Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, spell it out all these, these letters in its full form. What do you have? We're going to see here. Gimel, Dalet, the last two letters, Gimel, Dalet, this represents what? Gimel and Dalet represents the heavens and the earth. As we see what? What's the heaven and the earth? Gomel, Gamol, Dalim. One who repays chesed um, to the poor. As we see in, in Vav, Gimel Dalet is Gemul Dalim. My bad, we bring in Gemara Shabbat. Kuf Dalet Amud Aleph. Meaning what? He's Mashpia. Meaning he's what? He's Mashpia. He's giving. He's, he's bestowing. And he's also receiving. Gemul Dalim. Um, and we know in Tikkun Ezoar, Dafnun Dalet Amud Aleph, that Gimel Dalet also represents the aspect of Yamin and Smol, the right and the left. Shem Khinat Shamayim Ba'aret says Shamayim is the right and the Aret is the left, as we know. So there's, this is stuff written down in Maha Shabbat Kuf Dalet 104, um, uh, side 1, over there, and also Tikkun Ezoar 54, um, Etc. Etc. So look over there. <clears throat> this idea of Gimel Dalet being the heaven and the earth. Bet. What's the aspect of Bet? 
One who builds his house between the heaven and the earth. Meaning what? Between the aspect of what we just saw. Right? And this is the rectification of the Alephs. What was the Aleph we talked about? The Aleph right here. This is meaning one who builds his house between Gimel Dalet, meaning between the heaven and the earth. This is the aspect of Bet, building the house. Aleph, he's able to repair the Aleph, which is the four Alephs. Zayin Chet, take the letter Zayin and Chet in the Aleph Bet. These are the people who receive their Torah from these Jewish demons, which are called in the aspect of Zayin, in the name Zayin. How do we know the Jewish demons are called the letter Zayin? It says, To the demons after whom they stray. Zonim is from the letter, the word Zayin. Meaning they stray after these Seirim, which are these Shedim. It's from them, from these Jewish demons, this aspect of Cheruf and Bizonot, this, embarrass, this embarrassment and this shame occurs. That they, that they embarrass and shame the Yireh Hashem. So we just saw Zayin from this verse. At it says in Ayov, The disgrace of the families frightens me. Yechiteni is the word Yechiteni comes from the word Chet. This is the aspect of Chet. So we see here Zayin and Chet. Zayin is the aspect of the those people who receive the Torah from Shedin Yehudayin. Then what happens as a result of that? You have the aspect of Chet, which is what? Uvuz Mishpachot, the disgrace of the family, meaning those, what happens after one receives the Torah from the Shedin Yehudayin, one then goes on to disgrace those Yireh Hashem. He Vav, the letter He and Vav, it's Hoi Vai, Hoi Vei basically. Rabban is playing with the letters of the Alephet in an awesome manner right now. It's Hoi Vei. Let's see what this idea is. This is the language of screaming. When a person screams, an argument, conflict, is brought above. As we saw above. The one who, conf who, um, who quarrels with senseless words. Meaning the words of the Shed Yehudi who creates quarrels. This idea of the Zayin Chet. Meaning those people who receive the Torah from Shedin Yehudayin creates these, this Chet, which is the aspect of the quarrels as we saw in the verse in Eyov. So this is what creates Oyvei, which is the aspect of screaming, which are these quarrels. Tet Yud, the letters Tet and Yud. What's Tet and Yud? Tuva Ganez Begave. The good that he hid within him. Tuva Ganez Begave, the good he hid within him. What does that mean? That one who he listened to the Torah of these Jewish um, scholars, these Jewish demon Torah scholars, that he should only eat that which is good within it, not the bad. Kemod, it says about Rabbi Meir, Balanes, when he would study from Acher, his teacher, who ended up becoming a, a kofer, a denier of God. It says about Rabbi Meir in Gemara Chagiga, Rabbi Meir, Rimon Matzah, Tocho, Achal. That within the pomegranate, Rabbi Meir basically found the seeds and he threw away the peel. Meaning from Acher, who had a lot of Kfirah, he found that which was good in Acher, meaning he studied the Torah, that which was holy, and he threw away the bad peel. It's the idea of throwing away the fallen alephs and taking only that which is good. It says, Beni, my son, give me your heart. Give your heart to me. 
Ochtiv and it also says, tashit. Apply your heart to my knowledge. Shema chachamim. Listen to the words of the chachamim, the sages. Again, when a person does this, he elevates the good that is hidden within the, the words of these evil sages, from these fallen alephs. So, what did we say? What do we, what does this have to do with the letter tet and yud? Rabbanu can explain. The tet is what? The good that is hidden within him. As it brought down in the Hagdam that the letter tet represents this concept, the good. They should pay it your heart that you should pay close attention with your heart to the good that is hidden within his words. But it is a yud, and through this you create the aspect of the yud, which is what? Through this you create this rectification to the alephs. And what did this alef have to do with the yud? I will praise your name, for you have done wonders. What's wonders? Play on the words wonder, take a mix around the letters. You have, you have, if you read it backwards, you have Aleph, Lamed, Pei, which is Aleph. Pele, wonder is the Aleph. And what is the wonder created from? This aspect of Ode, I will praise. Ode is a play on the word Yud. Yud comes from the word Lehodot, which means to praise. So we see here this aspect of praising is the letter Aleph. So through this aspect of, tu, of Tet, which is finding the good within him, then he creates what? This aspect of Yud, which is whenever you rectify this Aleph. And this is why the, the letter Yud formed the Aleph. Because you see the Aleph is formed by two Yuds. And then the Vav in between. So the, the essential aspect of the Aleph is the Yud. Yud, and this is what it's... This is what it means when it has the. This is what it means with regard to the letter Yud. Leshon Ode. Yud comes from the word Ode to praise. Yud b'chinat vayadu av even, and also Yud is the aspect of what it says in Necha. Vayadu av even, and they cast the stones. Leshon hashlacha. Yud also represents this language of hashlacha, throwing away. They cast away. They threw away the stones. Hanu klipato zarak, meaning Rabbi Meir, threw away the peel that we talked about. When a person throws away the peel and he just leaves the good, then you create this aspect of the Yud, which is rectifying the Aleph. Up until here is directly from the manuscript and the language of Rabbeinu. Now Rabbi Natan is going to add, And we heard from his holy mouth, that within this Torah encompasses all the deep intentions of the, the chapter of the Tamid. Shamrim Abokah that we say in the morning, and he explained to us a little bit. Our man is going to go into the most awesome Kavanot right now. Going to the Ari, all the Kavanot the Ari speaks about is all in this Torah, everything. Everything is all encompassed in the words of Rabbeinu. And he says, look in the Kavanot, and you'll see and you'll understand that all the deep intentions of the chapter of the Tamil, the Korban Tamil offering, is brought within this lesson. Because it's brought over there in the Kavanot. That the Korban Atamid subdues the evil force, the evil forces of the world of Asiyah. This represents the concept of Avodah Zarah, idol worship. Meaning the Tamid subdues Avodah Zarah, which is what the Klipot of Asiyah. What did we say earlier? That Korban Tamid is able to subdue Avodah Zarah, those Kfirot that we talked about. The Olat, when it says Olat at Tamid, we say, with regard to the Korbanot, Olat Tamid. What is Olat? Gematria Shem, Aleph, Bet, and Gimel, Yud, 
stuff and tzaddik, these these triplets with regard to the name uh, with regard to the the holy tefillah ana bechoach, the forty two letter name of Hashem. This is two triplets within the forty two letter name of Hashem. Aleph bet and gimel. Then you have yud taf and tzaddik. Olat is the gematria of these two triplets together. Amazing stuff. Show bechesed and what is olat? It's the aspect of chesed. As we saw earlier, Tola. Tola is the chesed. And this is the same words. Olat comes from the word Tola. <laughs> it's amazing what Rabbeinu is doing here. Besoda, this is the secret of what it said. Vayeshkem Avram Baboker. Avram woke up in the morning. Who sod? It's also a secret of Altir'i. Meaning because Avram is chesed. He's the Tola that we talked about. Meaning this is what it means. Avram woke up in the morning. Meaning the chesed is being awakened. This is also a secret of Altir'i. Tola at Yaakov. Don't fear the worm of Yaakov, etc., etc. Meaning, this of um, this is brought down in um, I believe in Yeshaya. Atir itolat Yaakov. Don't fear the worm of Yaakov. This idea, the tola, the worm, the chesed, exact. We're we're talking about tola, and opposite this aspect of the olat. Which is the holy Tola, so to speak. The holy one. The Olat, which represents holiness, Chesed. On the opposite side of impurity exists the Tola, the worm of the Klipa. Not the holy worm that, that David Menach wrote about, or the worm of Yaakov that we're talking about. Rather, an evil worm. Which consumes and eats everything up. This is why Hashem, with His abundant mercy and His compassion, commanded us to bring down this or bring this offering of the tamids. To overpower this evil this evil worm with the holy worm of the Torah of this uh, this tamid, this holy offering. Meaning the olat tamid should overpower the tola of the klipa. Ola is depending on the word tola, obviously, meaning olat is the holy form, tola is the evil form. I know that every single korban ola, every single burnt offering is in the aspect of Leah. Leah, the Ima, the wife of Yaakov. This is why the ola tamid comes in correspondence to Leah. As we know, a person who is familiar with the Pertufim and the Kabanot and the Sfirot should, um, and with the writings of the Ari, knows that the... Um, this is obviously very deep stuff that the Korban Ola was in corresponding to this aspect of Leah. Why? Because the Korban Ola was able to sweeten the judgment within Leah. So that this evil worm should not be able to rule and have power. And so that this worm, which is this evil, the Tola, should return into the word Olat, which is the holiness, which is the sweetness of the Korban. Because the tamid, the word tamid is the same numerical value as the four others we saw, 444. That Leah takes. All this is brought in the Priet Chaim, the Sefer of the Arizal, the gate of the sacrifices, chapter 4. Look over there very well. Very precise and look over there and see. All the kavanot written over there are brought in this lesson. Because it's brought over there. 
that's brought in the lesson, that those opposers who bring shame to those who fear God, this shame that these op this opposers take, and these opposers dish out to those true Yirei Hashem, this is drawn from the fallen Aleph, She'elu Anafin, Bikdusha, Hemchinat Le'ah, that these holy Alephs, Hemchinat Le'ah, they represent Le'ah, because Le'ah is the aspect of holiness. So these four Alephs represent Le'ah, Be'etzlam, but when it go, comes to them, when these Nadim take these holy Alephs, Na'asem Mizeh Be'chinat Ha'me'at Mikim Ana'ot Anashim, they take these four holy alephs and they make it their, their, their verse. As they make it into their impurity, as it says, This idea that we talked about of tiring out, of tiring out men, and not only that, they tire out God Himself. As if they tire out God from helping those who want to serve Him, etc. Because from the word le'ah, it becomes the word lo'eh, tire out. This is why Rabenu uses that verse, because Rabenu has all these kavanot in mind. Because le'ah is supposed to represent these four holy alas, but from the four holy alas, they create the aspect of lo'eh, which is to tire out God in a sense, God forbid. Because they sustain themselves and they wean off of the, the judgments, the hard judgments that are within the concept of Leah, because it's within Leah that all the harsh klipot, evil forces, have grasped within her. So they take in all these evil judgments, or these judgments that aren't refined, that aren't sweetened, and they make them bad, and they take them for themselves. Because these evil forces within Leah then become idol worship. This is what is brought in this lesson. Above, that what happens when these people follow the they fall into kfirot, into atheism, heresy, which is the aspect of idol worship. Look over there. That tikkun and what's the rectification for all this? I'm a worm and not a man. Meaning the holy worm, which subdues the evil worm. And this is what is brought above in this lesson. That what did we say? That how does one rectify this? Through the aspect of Avraham. That we saw that Avraham is Chesed, etc., etc. As we saw in section 3. Because it's brought in the Kavanot that the holy Tola, that the holy worm, which is what? Olat Tamid. The burnt offering, which was constant. This represents chesed. This represents a chesed that exists within gvura. Meaning what? The aspect of a chesed that is enclosed in gvura. This is what is brought in this lesson that we just mentioned. The salvation of his right hand with strength. With strength comes the salvation of his right hand. This is what is brought the kavanot the chesed shebikvura we're talking about. V'zeh shemuvasham sheikaratikun adesh shachnis ochim hagunim ochim tamid hachamim b'toch b'to shenechshav kilu yichiv tamidin. And what did we say is the essential rectification when a person brings in guests that are true tamid hachamim within his house. It's as if he brings the korban tamid ki tamid beikimarat adal alfin because the tamid is a similar mark of value as 444 
כי עיקר התיקון על ידי בחינת קורבן התלמיד, בגלל זה essential rectification comes through the קורבן התלמיד, שעולה דלת אלפים, which comes out to 444, מה הבעיה, שעולה דלת אלפים, which comes out, yes, the ושתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתתת